0: Hey guys and girls, uh, we've probably, well most of you probably have probably already seen the video uh, from Progress this week where Mark Haskins vacated the Progress Wrestling Championship, leaving it in the middle of the ring. He then went on to explain that he's had uh, a lot of neck problems recently, his back's been given a lot of problems and uh, the doctors recommended that he doesn't wrestle. He's losing feeling in his right arm and he just needs to take some time away and rehab. So I hope that's all it is, it's just a time away and rehab because uh, I've said it online and I'll say it again... That uh, Haskins is one of my favourite people... Not just in the ring but out of the ring as too... We've really uh, really bonded over the last couple of years... And I think if you've listened to our podcast from a couple of episodes ago... You'll kind of hear that there... But yeah... Um, just want to give a big shout out to Mark Haskins... Big shout out to Vicky Haskins... And just say that... Uh, just thinking of you both really... I uh, watched the video and it really really got to me... And uh, yeah... So uh, this episode of uh, Wrestling Friends... I dedicate to uh, Mark Askins. A lot of love, mate. Take care. Get well soon. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wherever you are, whoever you are, wherever you are, welcome yet to another episode of Morgan Webster's Wrestling Friends. As always, I am the mod father of professional wrestling, Morgan Webster, or this weekend I was uh, an enemy, an enemy to old women. I was down at Pro Wrestling Chaos accompanying and mentoring Danny Jones and Richie Edwards as uh, as they took on not collectively but you know separately they took on Aldo Rose and Panda Mask and yeah just down there not wrestling not not making clear yet but coming into the ring and just getting under the skin of those uh under those fans had uh two old women two separate old women spitting at me and trying to get over other fans to try and fight me and that's always a pleasure how you can uh evoke that reaction that, aggression, that uh that anger from uh people from literally doing nothing which really does show really you don't have to go in there and kill yourself you can as long as you get that uh as long as you connect, then you can uh, really strike a chord and they want to see you get your ass kicked. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's going to be a long time until I'm in that ring. But hopefully, hopefully the heat that I'm going to get through all this is going to be fantastic. But, yeah, I'm an enemy to all women. On top of that as well, I'm a, I'm a marathon podcast recorder. Right? Yeah. Can we see that? Six episodes in 36 hours. Six brilliant ones. I said to you last week, I had three lined up unfortunately didn't get the Eddie Dennis one. I uh, will at some point, no doubt. But uh yeah, they dropped out and I thought, okay, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get two and then Whiplash looked like it wasn't gonna happen and then Whiplash did happen and then it just kept snowballing and snowballing. And I ended up uh, leaving Bristol on Sunday with uh, six six brilliant very different, very, very different, but six brilliant episodes and uh two or three that I didn't think I'd get at this stage. So uh yeah, very excited. Keep your keep your ears peeled, keep your eyes peeled, whatever you want for that because uh yeah that they're brilliant, they really are. Apart from being the enemy of old women, apart from being a podcast marathon producer, whatever we call it, more importantly, they being the father for the next 45 minutes, to the hour, to the hour and a half, you know the drill, I am your host, or as I like to see it, facilitator through his chats, sessions, gatherings, you know me, I love that word, gatherings, with your wrestling favourites, or more importantly, as I like to call them, my chums, my buddies, my pals, or you know, my wrestling friends. As you already know, this podcast comes to you free. Free free free. No money, no money. It doesn't matter if the pound is dropping because of Brexit. It doesn't matter. This podcast comes to you free. Every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever, wherever you get your podcast from. But please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend. That's a great way to go ahead. Yeah, go do that. Go tell some friends. But yeah, rate review, subscribe. I do have a competition over on the Facebook page at the moment, over on the Twitter. If you do subscribe, and uh, you do leave a review for me, then uh, you'll be entered in the competition to win a uh, Morgan Webster Wrestling Tee. So yeah, definitely go over there. Or take you, what, 30 seconds to write a nice little review. Give me a, maybe a Dave Meltzer five-star rating. That'd be great. Big classic there. Give me that, and uh, you'll be automatically entered into a draw for a... Morgan Webster Wrestling TC, so yeah, I'm going to run that for another week maybe, Hey, I might go for another another week on top of that, who knows? But yeah, we've had a few do it already, very much appreciate it guys, you've been entering into the draw, but yeah, do that, make sure you're uh, leaving those reviews, because it does help us push our way up those podcast lists, but yeah, on top of that, tell a friend, that will be absolutely fantastic. Of course, I did say this podcast does come to us free every Wednesday, and we're able to do that in part thanks to our sponsors over at Parts Unknown. Parts are known all for a great range of original uh, wrestling tees from some of the best in British wrestling. I've always said it before, Jimmy Havoc, Riot Smile, The London Riots, Pastor William Eva even myself. We all have t-shirts over there. Be sure to jump over to partsunknown.co.uk. Use the promo code FLASH10. You get 10% off. Not just my tees, but everybody's tees. But yeah, jump over there. Support the wrestlers. Support your favourite wrestlers like Jimmy Havoc, like Ryan Smile, Passam William Eber, London Writes, whoever's on there. Go support them. And by supporting them, you're supporting Parts Unown. And of course, you're supporting me. But of course, well, you can also jump over to my Big Cartel. Big Cartel is morganwebs.bigcartel.com. Pick up a picture, pick up a t-shirt, pick up whatever... Whatever, pick up whatever. My DVDs will be going back on sale. My best Morgan Webster just before Christmas, so be sure to jump over. Keep your eyes peeled, jump over to there. But yeah, whatever you buy over there does help support me on my road back to Mars. But of course, as well, it does help keep this podcast free. We're also able to do that as well, thanks to uh, this week's advert, which will pop in the middle, which is uh, Suplex Wrestling. They've got a brand new range, which I'll go into a bit more detail during the episode. But yeah, keep your eyes, peeled, keep your ears peeled for that because they, I've been going through there and I've been flicking through in this lovely absolutely lovely stuff over there so yeah keep your eyes peeled for that but of course i do understand it is it is christmas is approaching you you can't always afford to uh push out some of the money so if you do just want to give me a shout out on social media i love that i absolutely adore that's one of the reasons i started this so i can connect and, and stay in tune with you guys not just the stories i love talking to everyone but uh yeah just to stay in contact with you guys if you want to jump over to social media i'm on there of course you can use the hashtag Wrestling Friends, or you can go straight to my Twitter, which is at Flash underscore Morgan. Or you can drop me an email if you want to be a bit more discreet. You do not want to uh, let everyone else know your opinion. Or maybe you want to be Band of the Week, like uh, the band's going to play us out at the end of this episode. So yeah, maybe jump over to flashmorgan.live.co.uk. Give me your feedback. Give me your uh, your thoughts. Or maybe just apply to be Band of the Week. Hell, do it. The Vos did it and by the rivers did, and everybody's loving them, and their, their viewership, and their, their listeners, their followers, whatever's going up, so I'm glad I can help them, I do love British indie music, and uh, yeah, just keep doing that. I think that's everything covered, I really do have the sponsors, check, my weekend in general, check, and social media, check, so yeah, now that's all done, and you've had to listen to my lovely voice for the last two or three minutes, introducing the show, I'm joined this week by the lovely and one of my one of my all time favourites he really is he's big and scary but he, we've come on to be big big friends so yeah this week I'm joined by the absolutely brilliant and intimidating Rampage Brown enjoy guys really this one's great and we're good to go I'm joined here by Rampage Brown thank you very much uh, I'm going to call you Ollie here, don't you? I very... don't <laughs> yeah, care Ollie thank you very much for uh thanks for Imagine. giving me something to do because I've been sitting around for about two hours been stinging the rafters
1: just sitting yeah with a broken tennis racket <laughs> I think
0: it was tennis racket yeah, whatever
1: it, it was it but uh, yeah so, um, but I
0: did show up I saw you and I was like he does look a little bored let's go do a podcast I'm,
1: I was very bored I've been, I, I, I was so bored I ate a tin of tuna yeah <laughs> It was a pretty, <laughs> pretty bleak. little moment, in my life. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I actually looked forward to it because I was that bored. So yeah, fantastic. But no, I'm good now. I'm, I'm good. Happy days.
0: Right. Okay. Then. So how I usually start this is let's give people a little bit of background. How did you uh, get into wrestling? Always been a wrestling fan.
1: Oh, always. Yeah. Always. Since, uh, I think it was about seven. Always been a wrestling fan. Well, originally I just kind of I was watching something on TV. I was sitting at my nana's watching something on TV, and it was about like a wrestling reconstruction. Oh no, it was a reconstruction of a street fight or something. Can't remember what it was. I, I really, I can't remember, but in my vivid, vivid memory, they was all wearing Mexican wrestling masks. Right. And for some reason,
0: was it that Secrets of Wrestling show?
1: The, the, no, it wasn't. It was, it was. They were fighting in the streets. Okay. But they was wearing Mexican wrestling masks. And for some reason, I instantly knew what it was, but I'd never seen wrestling before, which was strange. Okay. And then I, I can't really explain to you how there was no definitive moment uh, of when I've discovered what wrestling was. It's just kind of like I was like. I, I don't know what I can't explain what it was anyway. Um so I kinda knew what it was, I kinda knew it was wrestling. And uh and then um a couple of days later I was in a I was in a shop with my mum and I saw her at a wrestling sticker book. I was like, fuck. Fucking that's it. I've checked all them. Yeah yeah, 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 So then I just got onto there's Coco Beware, The Undertaker, Mr Perfect, all that kind of stuff, and then uh and then um not so long after that. Me and a friend, was, uh, I was staying at his house yeah. and his mum was like, come on, let's go rent some videos. And, you know, and i shut you up for a few, a few yeah, hours or something, whatever.
0: Done the blockbuster? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no it was
1: titles, videos. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we was there and I'd seen Survivor Series 89 was there. I was like, bang. This is the best thing ever, it's wrestling. And I'm like, I've never seen it so I'm like, <laughs> But I'm like, fucking, you know, this is, you know, I'd seen a sticker book and fucking whatever. Eight else.
0: years old, man of the world. <laughs> I, I know what I'm talking
1: about. Like, just fucking, you know, come with me on this. Come on, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we rented it and fuck, oh, Hakeem, fucking big bottom man was there. And I was like, it's the best thing in the world. So instantly from then I was just, that's, that's me.
0: Absolutely hooked. Yeah,
1: fucking nerd for the rest of my life, wrestling fan. <laughs> doesn't
0: matter. So how did you make the transition then from a fan? to uh, want to become a wrestler?
1: Okay, so uh, I got to about 15, 15, 16. Actually, no, sorry, from about 11 years old. I was still watching wrestling, still a wrestling fan, but then I got into football as well. Okay, You know, you've got to grow up at some point, right? So uh, <laughs> so I started taking up, you know, I started taking up football, so I played football, and um, okay. I got to about 16, yeah. and um, I got offered trials for Bradford or Leeds. What so, position did you play? Goalkeeper. Okay. a you know, big fat thing and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? so um I could make a few saves, so I was alright as well. But um yeah, so I got off of the, the trials going forward when I left school. Um to to take it on like properly. And I, I just um at that point, because I kinda went off wrestling a little bit, I thought about fourteen. To about sixteen. You
0: get that part of the way. I think everyone at school is saying it's fake. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, and it's not the cool thing yeah.
1: to. So you kind of keep it to that. You don't tell nobody. You're you still watch it, right? But like you don't tell nobody about it. But I genuinely actually just stopped watching it. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, yeah, then went to um, I went to went to football big time, and that was like I was like, no, I want to want to be football. I want to do this. And then uh, for some reason I can't remember what it was, but like I got back in wrestling again. It just I it just it was on TV. And I was like, oh, you know what, I, I, I enjoyed this, I forgot all about yeah. it. Then I started you know, picking it back up again. And then, um, yeah, um, I think the definitive moment was, I was in my GCSEs. I got massive, back, big time back into wrestling again. So it was like 99, okay. when I was just leaving school, just finishing my GCSEs. And uh, as I, was, I remember sitting in one of my exams and thinking, well, I've clearly failed this, because <laughs> this last two hours has just been a close to fuck. I, you know, I you know. So I was like, I think I might rest and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go, because 'cause I'm sixteen now. I'm leaving school. Okay. And uh
0: you, yeah, was you was you hitting
1: the gym before that? Um no, I was just a big fucking was a big blob. Chunky boy. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, just kind of I had big legs from playing football and running and stuff. Um I was still quite active and, you know, sporty and whatever else, but like uh like I never lifted weights or anything like that, about sixteen years old, so yeah I just thought fuck it that's what I want to be so it's always what I've wanted to be but you never think there's ever yeah, going to be a yeah. chance of doing it so I was like you know what like very it if I didn't do it so yeah I, 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 um, I tried everything because like the internet like the internet back in those days wasn't really
0: about five years too soon that's what you were yeah, yeah. it was
1: like well that's the fucking story of my life <laughs> we'll
0: get into that <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. Um, yeah so the internet wasn't really a big thing but I had a friend who had who had who had the internet um, I was like you know could you do me a favour and look up some wrestling schools I want to try you know if there's any in the country and stuff and uh, he only came back with like amateur wrestling schools and things like that and I tried to get into a few amateur schools and stuff and um, there was just kind of like no goals and then I realised that was amateur wrestling so, you know, it's not the same thing so I never never actually went into an amateur school but um, there was kind of nothing but then one day I was uh, I bought a wrestling magazine it used to be called the World Wrestling Magazine or some shit it was like, it was like like 1999, end of 99, early 2000s. I right. probably would
0: have picked it up at some point.
1: Right. Um, yeah, so I, I fucking, I uh, saw a wrestling school at on trent
0: Oh, okay. So, so was, where were you living at that point? Leeds? I was Leeds, yeah. Originally
1: yeah. born in, born in Leeds. So yeah, I saw that, Stoke-on-Trent, and I was like, I, I don't know what Stoke-on-Trent is, but I need to go. <laughs> need to so um So, I, uh, a friend of mine at the time as well, he was kind of, he was a little bit older, but he was like, um, I'd go to him, because I'd I'd watch WWF stuff and all that kind of stuff, but then I'd go to him because he got all the Japanese stuff. He was a tape trader. Yeah, Yeah." yeah, well, not so much a tape trader, but he he had the, you know, because he was on the internet, he had more access, you know, he had more access to like getting like, uh, yeah, Japanese stuff, Mexican stuff, and all this kind of other stuff and the old stuff. So, um, he'd get them, I'd go and borrow them off him, you know what I mean? But we was like fucking together, big wrestling fans together, right? Um, And I remember reading this fucking thing, I'm like, this is great, telling everybody about it i need to fucking i need to get it so i told him about it and he was like you know what i think i'm gonna give it a go as well like you know and uh yeah so we made the phone call and like fucking they was like doing a weekend you know one of the, those weekend uh training session things where you go down for yeah. Like, yeah like a tryout sort of thing yeah yeah just like it's just like uh yeah just turn up and you know stay over and you know um Train Saturday and Sunday, and just you know, go from there. What was the school? Uh, it was um, GBH. It was. I no, think Pip. I was going to say uh, he went there afterwards.
0: Yeah, Pip said on his yeah. on his podcast he and said that he went there, but before that it was it was the same place that Whippy and yeah yeah yeah.
1: Well, Whippy Dean um, and Dynamite yep. was all there when when I started, so we all kind of I think they'd been there obviously because they were from Stoke that they'd been there maybe six months to a year before me. And then I got there, and then, yeah. So we've pretty much been tied to each other's waist ever since.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how was how did you find training? Mm. Because I, I had the conversation with Pip, and he said the time he got there, everyone had moved on, and things were kind of winding down a little bit. Right. So you probably would have been there when... It was a lot more active.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It, I mean, you were just training on blue mats in the gym, you know what I mean? So it wasn't anything to write home about, you, you know, it's, uh...
0: Now, uh, let's speak about that, Because right? I remember my first time I went to training right. and I thought, I walked in there and thought, it's going to be like the performance centre. Yeah. That's what I saw in my head. You like, this do, yeah. And you walk in. There's no ring. There's just some lovely blue mats. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what What was your thoughts?
1: Uh, a little bit let down. Yeah. A little bit let down, but then on the same note, because you're so full of piss and vinegar, and you're 16, and you're just like, "This is great." I can still, so, you know, it's wrestling. You know, um it didn't discourage me that much, but still, it, it is a bit of a knot when you first. But yeah. it, but I think that if you've got the passion to do it, you're like, it's not going to put you off. not yeah. coming back, or it's not going to put you off pushing and pushing and trying to get better and further on in your career. You know what I mean? But there was a kickboxing ring in the next room. We was allowed to go in there and get the feel of a ring. But it was a kickboxing ring. It was as hard as this floor. Yeah, so. I can imagine. Yeah, fuck. Thank how was me.
0: how was training itself? Very
1: basic, very simple. Um, um, to be honest with you, I spent most of my time with Robbie Dynamite. Okay. Because he was, because um, he had an amateur background and he was like a he's a fucking wrestling dictionary. And he just he is just like a. He's phenomenal. He's a machine he's, as well. He's, he's a machine, <laughs> mind for it. Um, so instantly, he took a liking to me, and and uh, yeah, he just kind of took me under his wing, and we just he just taught me stuff that, you know, like just, yeah, it's all sorts of shit, really. But um, as of as for the trainer himself, I, I think he was just kind of like, meh. You know, he he, I think he enjoyed it, but. He wasn't as hands-on as... He had
0: no drive, kind of... No, no, I think, yeah,
1: he just... I don't, he wasn't that hands-on, to be honest with you. Yeah. So they do shows, too, bitch. Yeah, they did. They did shows. I think it was, like, once a month. At How the, long
0: till you were wrestling on a show? I think
1: I started in September, and I did my first Battle Royal in, like,
0: February. Well, that's not... That's, so it's not... You yeah. know, It wasn't
1: that bad. It wasn't that bad, but I kind of... Uh, I had an aptitude for it. Yeah. I find now, even, like, in helping guys train now... When you see guys come in, you're like instantly. He's got an aptitude for it, and he'll pick this up in yeah. no time at all. But then there's other people that need to work on it, and there's other people that are just they're never going to get yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I think it's something that you kind of either you're born with it, you've got to work at it, or you'll never get it. It's a strange.
0: I think you've either got to be a natural at wrestling, mm. or you've got to be intelligent enough to figure out how
1: yeah how to how are you going to become I'm good gonna, at wrestling? Yeah, uh, yeah. Perfect, perfect work for it that. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just was kind of. I think it's because I'd watched it for so much, I'd watched it so long, it was just ingrained into me, into my <laughs> fibers. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, with me being a little bit athletic as well, say, yeah. it, it, it did help. I think having a athleticism is obviously going to help you in this. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that was, you know, a big part, big part of it. But um, yeah
0: how long did you stay there then wrestling before you started making your way and branching up?
1: Okay, so um, I started training there in September. Um, I started training there in September and uh, go down once a week like, every yep. week, like every other week, something like that. Did the first show, and like well, you see, my friend was like six foot four, he was a black belt in kickboxing, he was a big guy, so instantly my, uh, the trainer loved him. So uh, he was no good at wrestling though. Was he not? No, he's, he was no good at wrestling and he knew it, you know what I mean? He wasn't uh, fooling himself. <coughs> um, but he got on
0: the shows before he was
1: getting, like, when I did the Battle Royal, he was in a singles match that Okay. Night, you know what I mean? So, like, he got pushed right on and stuff. And, like, um, how do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> at the time, it was frustrating because, you know, I said, this is my passion, this is what I want to be. He's just kind of doing it as a hobby as well, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, fucking. He's, you know what I mean like what the fuck but then it's funny though 15 years down the line again it's been the story of my life so still to this day you know you, you, you know being in developmental and being here and being there and just seeing how the world is now you know it's, it's the same fucking thing it's like you know it's, it doesn't matter how good you are how much you want it how much this that and the other it depends on circumstance and the person in charge if they want to use you if they want to push you that's that's all it comes yeah. down to you know what i mean it's all it
0: comes down to so how long sorry i i went off topic there how long was it then till you started uh branching out and doing other shows uh
1: so yeah so uh, so um no that was me going on a rant now was, was so uh prepare <laughs> for them though okay not, that's not, fine not times, i so, do yeah. that so it's, it's all good <laughs> uh yeah so um i started training did Two or three shows, and it were just like battle royals and things like that. It was like nothing really. And then uh, Dynamite, Whippy, and, uh, and Dean, uh, they stopped training there. So yeah. I was like, well, where, where did they go? Because, like, they was his main guys. And um, it was like, well, uh, they've gone to wrestle for All Star Wrestling. And it's the same thing. And if you, if you wrestle for All Star Wrestling, then you don't wrestle for my promotion. So that's why they left GBH went to wrestle for All Star Promotions. Now, wrestling for All Star. You're wrestling five days a week. You know what I mean? You're, you're traveling. You're a kid. It's the best thing you could possibly want. You run over wrestlers or experienced people. All the time, you know? Or you could
0: do that one show a month. Or you could do that <laughs> one show a yeah. month.
1: You know? uh, so I was like, right, that's where. Because I, I, like, in my mind, I needed to be I needed to be a wrestler. was only thing. The only thing in life I wanted to be was a wrestler. So I didn't want to just do the one show a month. That wasn't good enough for me. You know what I mean? I wanted to live the life as a wrestler, be a wrestler, travel as a wrestler. And you know all your friends are wrestlers yeah exactly yeah that's the world wrestling is me that's that's what I need yeah. to be um, so when I heard of the All-Star thing I was like well fuck, this is where I need to be as well yeah. so I was like fuck that shit so I instantly I sought out the um, I went on, online well I got somebody else to go online got, me. <laughs> that's what <I> <laughs> uh, got the uh, the address and stuff like that for All-Star in Birkenhead and sent them off like pitches and try to call them and all this kind of stuff and eventually they uh returned my calls and, and uh they gave me a, a show at um at least town hall. Yeah. So I'm like, Wow, oh, least Town Hall? Like that's like that's a big venue, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um from so from wrestling from the social club in a
0: couple of this Uh
1: I think I was just like eighteen, just when I leave out of school, let's see I turned like seventeen February
0: like, yeah. yeah, so,
1: yeah, back, yeah, 17, 18. Big town,
0: your town hall, whatever,
1: 18. Yeah, home, t- hometown, and there's like a thousand people there, you know what I mean? So I've gone from this to this, and um, I remember getting to the venue that day, and Gangrel was there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chick Cullen was there. Uh, uh, Grace, you're not in
0: Stocking Trent anymore, anymore.
1: <laughs> No, no. the days of Arnold Strange and stuff <laughs> like that, they've, uh, they've long gone. Um, Robbie Brookside was there. Um, a guy called Big Pete uh, worked at Brody Brodie Steel. He was like six foot six, yeah. three hundred pounds, muscle. And I'm just a fucking kid, you know. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Like, this is what I want, but like, I'm way out of my depth here, you know. Um, so, um, but yeah, it was. Um, that was the first show I did there for All Star, and then again, you know, once you're part of the team there, like if they like you, you can, you know, you can do the job. And if you've got an aptitude for learning and you're a good kid, they'll. Um, They'll give you more work and they'll take you on accounts and then before you know it, you know, it's and that's what happened. I think it was by the, cause it was a bit hit and miss at first. I think it was about nineteen, then about it was about six months to a year before I started getting the you know, the holiday camp runs and things yeah. like that. And then when I started doing them, it was pretty much my life for about eight years, yeah, with the wrestle. Um Monday uh, no, sorry, Monday off, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, come home Thursday night, Friday off. Saturday, Sunday, you know what I mean? Sometimes you'd have two shows on on the Saturday or a Sunday, yeah. you know? Um, so, and you were was, was travelling, doing the Bolton's camps and doing the Haven camps, and then in between that as well, you'd be doing town shows, so you'd be doing, like, Bournemouth, the Pavilion, and you'd be doing Grey's End and, and Croydon and, and all these, like, big venues, you know? So it was like, you're dressing all the time. So, like, you get to the stage where you don't know what day it is, you don't know what month it is, you don't know where where, is, you're in the car, it's dark, it's fucking, you know what I mean? you you're fucking you just seeing your days are passing and you're just sitting in a car the whole time then you get out and you wrestle and you get back in the car and then you go to the next one and it's just, it's, it was great, you know what I mean? Like, as a kid it was great, but like, You learned lots. Everything, everything I'm, I'm today is, I, you know, I definitely, um, it was there that kind of, the learning under guys like Robbie, learning under guys, like I think as well, at the time, the scene was quite, early 2000s was, it's hard to get, Veterans to learn from because yeah. they didn't have wrestling schools or anything like that. They kind
0: of, I spoke of this before. They kind of, we have this big gap where TV uh, wrestling went off the TV, mm. and they just seemed to decide we're done. Yeah, and we had a big like what five, six, seven years then where there were no real veterans no
1: doing anything exactly. And uh, I mean, they, and I think what they was doing is they was working like Robbie was in Germany. Yeah, uh, Drew McDonald, a guy that. Uh, was my basically my trainer after a while because um, after getting after starting with All Star, um, Drew um, he lived about five miles away from where I lived, like oh, literally my ideal. house, right? So uh, so Brian Dixon was like right, and now, now I'd seen Drew McDonald before on like videos and things like yeah. that. If you ever you know if you was ever familiar with him back in back in
0: the day I was unfortunate I never ever met Drew but right. I, I saw videos and stuff like that Yeah, he's a
1: very intimidating looking man big he was man. he could be a very
0: I remember seeing a picture and his hands looked absolutely like shovels big hands massive. big
1: arms just, uh, just a big dude you yeah. know and like like sometimes I'd be looking at him like, like it's just like a different era different, like a different breed of man you know what I mean where we're all kind of like bucky whip and skinny and whatever my else my granddad like, was
0: massive right? massive my granddad was the same way he had his big manly <laughs> hands
1: he could shovel I could have gravel with his hands you know what I mean I could take
0: his wedding ring i put it around my neck
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, but like you know he uh, he took me under his wing and um, from probably about the first six months into kind of getting under the job and he just told me everything psychology and went to do things when not to do things and, uh, you know just Really, he helped me grow up, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, not even in wrestling, just in general, Generally. you know. I owe him, I'd like again, like I owe him so much. If it wasn't for him putting me in with you know, Oric Williams and and uh, Ian McGregor and, and all the old old promoters and stuff like that at the time, putting me in for WWE tryouts, um, and then you know, essentially getting me signed eventually, you know, after because towards the end, like he, you know, he said, like, if I'm going to do one thing before I can quit wrestling, is to get you. Your fucking job there before I'm done, you know. But and, and you know he did, but um, yeah, so I owe him. I owe him a lot, definitely.
0: But we've had a conversation as well before, like both. I said like we both come from like single parent backgrounds and stuff mm. like that. So do you feel that that kind of led to him to be kind of in your eyes a bit of a father figure as well? The fact got yeah, that, you know, that
1: age difference, definitely, yeah. Because again, you know, like I was still kind of wet behind the ears when I first got into wrestling. Yeah. So um, yeah, with him traveling the world and having this life of like. Of insanity, yeah. you know that he could just kind of like drizzle down onto me and stuff, like that, and I'd be like, "Oh, so I've been having this problem recently," and he'd be like, "Mate, I've done that. Fucking, you know what I mean? He's <laughs> been there and done that and got the t-shirt and fucking, yeah, man. You know, so like he helped me with everything. Yeah, like looked out for me, uh, took care of me, and yeah. Even now he's passed away, I'm still hearing back from like other people." that he'd done things for me to look out for me oh, really? you know what I mean yeah so it's still you know what I mean like I, I owe him the world to be honest with you when it comes to this God knows where I'd be if it wasn't for him Yeah. because if it wasn't for me tagging along with him to shows then you know fuck it I'd probably if <laughs> working in Tesco I don't
0: know one of my favourite stories you told me is because uh, he was notorious for having this tan But you said that you hadn't seen him for a while from the point when he went to uh, like he was not tanned (laughs) and then he went through a period. Can you know the story I'm talking about? Yes, I I think
1: I think so. So he he got into this Milano tanning, right? And Drew was there was no half measures with Drew. (laughs) It was one extreme to the other, right? Got you. So um, so I'd not seen him for. uh, I was working for Brian, for Dixon and it must have been about three months I'd not seen him something had happened I think he'd had a falling out with Brian so he was working for uh, Oric Williams and Ian McGregor so he was doing them and uh, I'd not seen him for a while so I was on the road with Brian for age you know whatever and then uh, there was this one day when I wrestled uh, in Minehead for All Star we did an afternoon show there and then after the afternoon show was driving straight across to do a um, it was like a it was like a birthday party in a barn, but there was like a thousand people there.
0: And Brian had always uh,
1: No, this was Oric Williams. Okay. It was an Oric Williams show, right? So I was on first with Drew, and I'm not seen him in like, three months, right? So I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing Drew. So we're driving up there. I have my wrestling gear on because it's going to be a tight one, right? So we're just yeah. we're sitting there. Okay, I'm driving up there. We finally get there. So we got there literally as his music was playing, and he'd gone to the ring, so I've not even seen him. Yeah, I got there. Bag's down, he's in the ring, got a promo, wasting a bit of time, you know. So, fuck me. My music comes on, I fucking walk to the ring, I'm clapping a few hands, I climb in the ring, and he's standing with his back to me, and it was kind of dark in there, but like he was he just looked like a shadow. <laughs> I've never seen he looked like a like a block of coal and he was wearing like a red like a, a burgundy leotard. Got and that's the only thing he looked like he looked like he'd been in a friggin' oven and he <laughs> just come out and the only thing that was fucking not charred was his but it was just I, I like Yeah, I've never seen anything so black in my entire life and we locked up, uh, we go for the fucking boom, we lock up, I said to him was, fucking old Jew, you uh, you've got to tell him. Fuck me, and he was fucking
0: being all there, being all
1: there. Fuck me, it was like I've never seen anything. And with me being half black, yeah. and him fucking me looking like fucking Seamus compared to him, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like you show me up here, mate. You know what I mean? The <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, man. He was uh, there was no half measures with Drew. Definitely, he was a uh, he was a character.
0: Hey everyone, I just want to take a minute from a conversation with Rampage Brown this week to talk about our friends over at suplexapparel.com. Suplex Apparel is a clothing brand team of pro wrestlers consisting of Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Dave Mastiff, Prince Devitt, you know, a.k.a. Finn Balor, Zack Sabre Jr., Gail Kim, and Angelico. They just launched this wonderful winter range over at suplexapparel.com with exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, jackets, beanies, and much, much more. It's a pro wrestling-focused clothing brand for wrestlers and fans alike. And the best part about it is, they ship worldwide. So no matter where you are, wherever you are, you can now dress like the best in pro wrestling. So be sure to head over to com and check out their wonderful, wonderful winter range. Thanks, Suplex Apparel. You've tore it apart. Well, You talk about him getting you signed. How did that come about then? Um,
1: so it was just out the, like, I was in my own little world. Yeah.
0: Well, as you said, all star kind of your days of flashing back. Yeah. You know? just, just the job, yeah. Just
1: wrestling along and, and just doing my thing and stuff like that. And obviously want to get to WWE, but I'm never I'm not in a stage. Like I'm not ready. I'm not physically look I don't physically look ready. I'm not, you know. Um and I'd been wrestling a few years, but maybe it was about four five years now. And um Drew ended up getting the job as a like a the talent for the UK, like he yeah. basically uh, get the guys together for like extra work and things like Because it was never tryouts back in like so two thousand five was the first one I think. It was never tryouts back in them days, it was extra work. You know what I mean? Okay. So if they needed somebody to um be a security guard or fucking do a like a, do a job, a or job some, match yeah. or something like that. It was um that was that was what he was there for. i
0: oh, that'll explain how Mason's done a few did a few of them back in the day, in like two thousand three, did a few smackdown tapings. Yeah,
1: yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He did he beat the M V P MVP. MVP yeah. <laughs> um so so yeah um he ended up getting the job for that and uh he got paul birchall who was doing stuff for fc uh
0: fwa
1: yeah. yeah fwa he got him a couple of tryouts and then he got him and then eventually he got the job and stuff like that so like but looking at paul birchall and me back in them days worlds apart he was like six foot plus he was in good shape doing do yeah. all that kind of stuff you know i was just a podgy kid with fucking french braid you know what i mean like, <laughs> me, like nobody was going to give me a job so um so then yeah eventually i like i think it was a uh, it was like two days before like SmackDown down a was coming over i get a phone call from him and he's like uh, have you got a pair of suit pants uh, you know and a shirt oh, he's, like uh, uh, yeah um and he's like right well uh, you're doing the tryout the 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 extra work on monday and tuesday at sheffield Fuck, all right, like, cheers, mate. Put the phone down, I'm thinking, wait a minute, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm <laughs> fucking going to Raw and Smackdown in two days to do these fucking, to do whatever, right? So I go there totally unprepared, not knowing what to expect, whatever. And, um, yeah, man, like, I, again, you know, when I got there, just confirmed the fact of, like, I wasn't ready at all. You know. Yeah, I and Chris Benoit was there, he was real nice to us, and but just fucking, I shook his hand and the size of his neck and the size of his hands and just looking at I'm like, I am like, this is like, I am just a fucking- Grandfather all over literally again. Literally yeah. like a fucking, I am a lump of butter to these men, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm totally friggin' not ready for this whatsoever, you know? Um, and just seeing the size of the guys there, was Jim ski walking past, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, this is what you've got to be to be here, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, this is probably never going to happen. Um, yeah, and then eventually, um, so it actually went okay you know what I mean like it, um, we actually they did actually get us all in the ring during the day and we had a little bit of a wrestle round and stuff And um, yeah every, everything went really well and stuff like that and it was it was a good experience a really good experience but then after that we did a, I did a, uh, then it became more of a tryout after 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 a few of them at okay. the time so from like 2005 my first one and then probably by the time it got to 2007 it was like officially like you get ready you go you try out you might get a job, you know what I mean. You go to developmental. Do they give
0: you feedback after these little bits? Like
1: um, sometimes it depends, really. Like Regal, the very first time in two thousand five, Regal um, came up to me uh, after I'd done the trial. Well, that's had a had a roll about basically, yeah. and he came over and, and gave us uh, Regal feedback and stuff. And Kid Cash just took his time out to come over and like you know help me out and stuff yeah. like that. said, this is what they're looking for. So just you know whatever else in the future when you. So it wasn't really kinda of like an official feedback. It was just like for instance if we were sitting around at a show and we saw two kids try like roaming about like two trainees. Yeah. Um, if we saw something we liked, we'd probably go up and you know, we'd go up and say, Hey, that was, you know, good job there, you know what I mean? Whatever, you know what I mean? Well, like,
0: it, or try to lock that off, try to get Yeah, i uh, try to it.
1: do this or you know, step in with this or whatever, it'll look better. Um, so it was just like it's not, it wasn't like official feedback, it was just them taking the kindness of you know, kindness of out of their own hearts to go over and just say you know, well done. You know what I mean? Um, So it wasn't like, get bigger and get this and get that and you might have a chance, you know? Um, But then, after a while it became that, like, it it got to the stage where uh, I was told to lean down a lot, uh, lean down more. The the work was fine. I said, just lean down more. So I went through all that transition and leaned down, got in better shape, did all this kind of stuff. And then, uh, eventually, they'd sign me in 2010, April 2010. Um, but I, I, again, like I got to the stage where I tried out maybe it's about ten times, but not ten times. But like it felt like ten times. But all in that time, I it was it, I'd done so many different things. I was Marlena's photographer. I was uh, I was a security guard numerous times. And one of them, I took a super kick from Shawn Michaels. Are uh, there any of
0: these on uh, t- any of these on TV?
1: Uh, yeah, no, it yeah, was, was on Raw. It was on the end of I, it was good. So let me fucking... I was telling Grado about this, the other one right? Now. He brought it up and I was like, I oh, was at that, that TV tape and I was one of the security guys at Super King. He was like, was that you? I was there watching it with my dad and we had a fucking argument with a taxi driver on the way. And, <laughs> of course he did. Right? So, I was like, fuck... But um, yeah, so um, let me remember. November was a Raw at the... Um, it's uh, a Raw in 2006, I think it is. Uh, we all do a run-in to do it. Seamus takes a pedigree, he's a security guard. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that was the one he got the job on, actually. Um, there's me, there's uh, and a, a couple of other lads that were... Uh,
0: but I guess those little jobs you do, they're testing you at the same time. It's not of just, course. It's not yeah. just, all oh, we want some extra work. Yeah. Because if you go out there and, for example, Seamus went out there, took the pedigree, everything was fine, yeah, yeah. sold it well, he might go... Is he any good? Oh. I go yeah. We'll sign him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Well, and that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. You know what I mean? They keep in mind what you like in front of a crowd, what you like in front under pressure, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I uh, yeah, I did. I did a bunch of different little things. So it was the funny little stories to tell people. Like, but, uh, but. Um, yeah fucking marlene's photographer was it And am well josh you got point. super you
0: got super kicked by <laughs> Sean Michaels, like, that's it's crazy
1: it's yeah. crazy because like legit i like i totally forget about these things going back but then all of a sudden i remember like oh fuck yeah I got super you by Sean yeah yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah it's uh it's, it's fucking strange really but uh funny old world
0: so when did you actually put pen to paper sign and uh fly out okay
1: there? so uh 2010 april 2010 try down uh, didn't expect anything I thought this is my last one like because basically they said to me before it was uh, April 2009 they said lose weight get your abs in love will have okay so I went through this transition of losing weight got to the November tryouts uh, two days before they was like uh, we don't want to see you because uh, Drew Drew messaged me and said uh, they don't want to see you this person this person this person have already seen you so sorry, mate So I was like, "Well, fuck! I'm dead." Like, the fuck! Like, I just spent six months trying to lose fucking all this weight, you know? Yeah. Um, looking back, like it it was the best thing that could have happened to me in that situation, but like, um, it was a rough time as well. My grandma just died like two days before that, and then this happened two days later, and then a bunch of other shit happened. So I was like, "Fuck! What do I do?" Then a friend of mine called Johnny Midnight. He was uh he, he, he was like an manager, area manager of a bunch of fitness firsts mm-hmm. and he knew this uh, personal trainer so he just messaged me and said, look, um, you, you know how you feeling, all this kind of stuff, I heard you're not you know, getting trained out. So I said, no, I'm all right, but fuck, what, what can you do, you know what I mean? And uh, he's like, right, well, i tell you what, I'm gonna hook you up with this personal trainer, I'm gonna pay for him and I'm gonna pay for you to move gyms over to fitness first just to train with him for six months. And give it another crack. I'm like, man, I, you know, I, am I can't expect you to do that. And he said, like, no, you know, you we got a little bit of a discount, whatever. But still, it doesn't, you know, make a difference. So he paid for, him. he paid for this the trainer and for my gym membership for six months to get in the shape. So I was like, well, I've got to give it everything I've got. Why know. did you do that? So because we tried out. Because he was, he'd done a couple of tryouts with us, and he knew how much we both wanted it. But I think he realised this is probably not going to happen to me. And he went into like. <coughs> He stopped wrestling now, he's gone into other things, like uh, the fitness stuff.
0: But if you got signed, then he could kind of say, maybe say to people, I helped. Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, but, you you know, know to help he help but just wanted to, because want we'd,
1: you know, he'd, he'd, we'd, we'd gone through the, the, the shit at the beginning, you know what I mean? So And he knew I was close to maybe getting a job, and the only thing was all bad was the look, you know what yeah. I mean? The look wasn't 100%, you know? Um, so, yeah, he took, took kind of his heart out to do that. So, like, I, I was like, right, okay, I have to. For what he's done, I have to get in shape for this, yeah. right? So uh, I went in there and I trained with this guy uh, called Marion. And uh, he was a uh, 20-stone Slovakian guy. He was fucking... His mum was a bench press fucking champion back in Slovakia. He was like, no, like, he was stone cold, man. Got but fuck, he trained me till like was sick. Like, he he trained the shit out of me, but he he But I learned so much training with him. Anyway, so I trained with him and I got into the shape I needed to... Went there, still didn't expect the job for well, you know me, I'm, I'm just gonna get paid and you know, try my best and whatever else but I don't think it's it's gonna happen. Then uh, on the last day there they was having tryout matches and I was in the ring with somebody wrestling and then Finley pulled us over and said, uh, have you ever tagged with him? Pointed over to Martin Stone. So was like, uh, no, we've never tagged before. So I was like, uh, right, pick any two you want and go in there and have a match. So I think it was uh can't remember, whippy and somebody else they was at the ringside so they jumped up and we just went there and had this tag match i have never been so blown up in my entire life <laughs> to the extent where like i felt like i was coming out of my body oh, and yeah. i could just look down upon myself yeah and it was just it was oh man it was it was so from depletion just from... i don't know what the fuck it was from depletion it was from fucking from fear from from everything because like as we were wrestling all the guys are coming from backstage and like sitting around you the you ring and clock, stuff you were clocking, yeah end, and got, like yeah. fucking Triple H was sat at the, uh, the the commentary booth and all that kind of stuff and you just fucking oh fuck whatever you do don't fucking make an ass of yourself or anything like that you know yeah. uh, and god knows I've made a few asses of myself <laughs> and then wow. fucking tryouts in the past so um, yeah anyway so there was like I think after about 15 minutes just going for it and, and they said right okay Mike, well done cheers nice one go and on, fuck off get out the ring so um Got out the ring, did whatever. And then uh, about seven o'clock, just as the show was starting, Drew walked in the, the change room and said, uh, John Moran I wants to see you and Martin. Fuck, what have we done? I took us in there and uh, sat us down and said, uh, we'd like to offer you a job. A bunch of other bullshit, like not but the bullshit, but like a bunch of other stuff. And he said, uh, you've gone away. The, the thing that's got you the job is you've gone away and you've, got in shape, you've right. gone, gone away and done what we told you to do, and that's the thing that's, you know, that's, that's convinced us to give you the job because, you know, we want people that follow orders basically, so, um, I'd like to offer you the job, so fuck yeah, cool. The thing was, I never told my mum I was trying out, because like I got to the stage where I was like, I just, I didn't tell anybody I was trying out, I just, so what, well, at all? She I didn't tell, I didn't tell her because I didn't think nothing was ever going to come for it. No, even your first ones? I told them about the first ones, yeah. And then
0: the more it went on, you the were more just went like, on, oh, okay. I
1: just, I didn't, uh, there's no point. So then I got home that night and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to Florida. <laughs> it's just like, well, fucking what? I'm fuck for that, you better
0: know? be. What did she think about your wrestling? Uh,
1: you know what? She's always been supportive of it. She's never, she's never been, um, she's never kind of like tried to stop me doing it or anything like that. She's just happy that I'm doing something and I'm just not. But then again, even if I wasn't doing anything, as long as I was out of trouble, she's yeah, be you know happy. she's she's cool with whatever. But now it's cool now to kind of um, she gets to see me on the like doing stuff on the TV and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And sometimes she'll somebody oh I saw you on TV the other day, and I think she feels like, oh you know it's actually paying off for him now. You know it's so that's that's kind of cool. But before she was just kind of like just don't get brought home by the police, and, you know, <laughs> but then I'd do whatever you want.
0: So when you flew out to uh, Florida. Was this still FCW days? Yeah. 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 So um, how was that? How was the whole experience?
1: It was... Um, the long and short of it, really. It was it was a good experience. It was it was good. But it was also kind of like an eye-opener in, in the context of, like, how... Because, like, it's not the way it is now. Like, you know, you, you can't get away with anything now. Whereas in back then, it was an island to itself. No one even knew it existed. You know, even people in the wrestling world, like nobody even knew it existed, you Yeah. Know? Um, so they did, the protocol was different, um, but um, the one thing that I did come away with, and that's, that's even to this day, like I mentioned earlier on, it was when I was there, I did learn, I did learn a lot, uh, it did make me better in a lot of different ways, but then on the same note, if you, you, you know who's going place and you know who's not, you know what I mean, like, when we, as soon as you get to the school as soon as I got to the school you can just see about how the trainers are with certain guys um, you know like if they're fucking patting each other on the shoulder and fucking you know having the banner and all this kind of shit first names and yeah, and yeah you know okay. it's like well he's going somewhere and then you're like hey Joey how you doing he's like I huh. we'll walk straight past you you're like he, he doesn't care f- much for me you know what I mean But and then, and then, even if you're, you're turning up an hour early and you're leaving an hour late and you're still trying your best and you're still training and you're still doing what you're told it still doesn't make a difference if they don't you know what I mean if they don't want to do anything with it, or they don't like yeah, it. it doesn't make a difference because I, like I had perfect examples was me and a friend of mine we went over at the same time uh, who was in the tag team together he got in trouble with the police after six weeks of being there um, but he still got carried on and pushed, and still had a, a better um, experience. experience there than I did. And, and I fucking all I did was turn up to work an hour early and leave an hour late, and was a tackling dummy for uh, Titus O'Neil. You know what I mean? So you know, I had my you know I had my qualities to him. But
0: but why do you think they signed people then? You know what? You know,
1: on? it's a good question actually, and it it's, it's puzzled me for a long time. But I think it's this is this is my take on it. This is all I can really. Um, take away from it is, I got signed by Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis, yeah. and now when you look at John Laurinaitis, John Laurinaitis was in all Japan. Yep. For you know, he was around guys like um, you know Steve Williams
0: and Stan like Hansen. Stan Hansen. And, yeah.
1: and so his style in the way he came up was aggressive, realistic, you know, Bruises. violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wrestling, um, believable. You know, wrestlers. So he's, you know, he's seen me being aggressive, and he's seen. Like, so he's looked at me and thought, "Oh, there's a potential there. We could work with this, mold him, and do whatever." So let's get a job. Then they've sent me to Dusty Rhodes, where Dusty Rhodes couldn't care any less about that. You know Dusty I mean? wants the character. He wants he the, wants the character, charisma, the flamboyance. He, you know, he wants me to be, you know, dancing in the ring and things like that. Right now, obviously, that's what he's looking for. That's why. That's what I brought. That's not what he was looking for. Okay. So therefore, you're no use to me. So just stay at the back of the queue. But this person, you know, this yeah. person that's you know Johnny H might not have rated or sent to you, but somebody else sent them there. But he liked them because they was flamboyant or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean that's yeah. that's what I mean. Like not, but that's just it's conflict of interest. You know what I mean? That's just is that, is that right? Conflict yeah, would be uh,
0: maybe it's just it's different opinion really isn't it yeah. it's just, well that's wrestling he, though, he isn't liked it? what he liked and yeah. And, and
1: what, he was in charge and he was in a situation where he could push people onto the next level or hold them back so I say hold them back but like you know what I mean like he could he could go to the
0: let an opportunity the, pass them by because yeah. he thinks they're not ready or yeah, don't like add it, anything to it
1: exactly yeah I don't see he'd be any good in this situation so there's no point in taking him on so they'd be like oh, okay who else do you want then who else should we take i take this guy instead you know what I mean so it's kind of like Um, that's all I can kind of muster of the situation
0: how long was you out there?
1: 8 months 8 months? months, yeah and like at first it didn't start off too bad like um, we was having like going to non-contests with the the tag team champions at the time and stuff and we was having some good matches and um, I had some good singles matches with uh, Ambrose and fucking um, Seth Rollins and stuff and you know I had some good Good matches, yeah. you know what I mean, um, but it didn't make a look a difference, you know what I mean, they knew who they wanted to push on and they knew who they didn't care for, you know so um yeah, I saw that and figured, yeah, it's been eight months now, and like I've gone further down the t- like i I've gone from being used a little bit to not being used at all, you know what I mean, so um either I stay here, get fired or. And it, that was the other thing as well. I was getting hurt badly all the time because like Monday morning, tackling dummy. Tuesday, tackling dummy. Wednesday afternoon, tackling dummy, you know. <laughs> Thursday, um, if I was, if I did get to work on the TV shows, I was just five minute squash match, you know. So I was like, I'm just getting to shit kicked out. Like I'm just getting beaten I'm just getting hurt yeah. all the time, you know what I mean? Like, so eventually I'm gonna, you know, I'm in the trainer's room and stuff like that. And, you know, the trainer's coming in looking at me, you know writing down on his clipboard and walking off, and I'm, I'm in more trouble now, you know what I mean? I've got more heat now because I'm injured, but I'm, like, fucking, you know, like,
0: what the fuck? It's interesting as well, like, if you're not being used right, and creatively and mentally you're not being fulfilled, that plays on the impact on the body as well, because if you're hurting, yes, you hurt even more, you know yourself, if you're injured... I'm hurting for no reason. But you've got, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. something else in front of you, it yeah. pushes you on sometimes, you don't ache as much. Of course, yeah. But then, or if you know yourself, you've had a match where... Maybe the match hasn't been that great, and you've taken something that doesn't usually hurt. And he'll ring your bell, and yeah, yeah, and it's just so. I,
1: yeah, I, I I agree, I agree, and and it's like yeah, I'm getting I'm getting beaten for nothing, I'm getting hurt for nothing, I'm getting sidelined sidelined for nothing. You know what I mean? Um, then it gets to the weekend shows, like on the weekend when they would you go to like Gainesville, Florida, or uh, you know all the other places and stuff like that, and you know like. Everybody's working matches and I'm fucking sitting there in a security t-shirt showing people where to sit and stuff and it's like, like, you know, like I don't mind, like paying dues, like, okay, I paid dues for the last eight years, you know what I mean, like in in the proper way, but I understand like fucking, you know, I understand the situation, I understand what I'm doing, but then you was getting guys that was coming in, I'd been there like six six months at the time, you was getting guys that was coming in from like amateur wrestling and football and stuff and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm still doing the, I'm still cleaning the toilets and stuff these guys are doing it for two weeks and then they're not they're, you're not
0: main event world, yeah. you know what I mean
1: you know, you know, not so much main event but you're like they're, no they're like they're not doing that shit anymore you know what I mean or Like, they're, they're exempt from doing street team or I'm still getting a call on Sunday morning I'll be ready for 7 o'clock at my office and you know we've got you know fucking whatever the fuck to do you know what I mean and I'm like fuck. there was like two guys just joined the other day <laughs> you can't ask them fuck they never paid a do in a life you know and I'm like well, like, oh, whatever man but like again it just, I just saw what my role was and I figured uh, you know what I could go home and wrestle a full schedule of nearly 200 matches a year and be uh, happy and be happy yeah I wouldn't have the guilt and the glamour but I'd be wrestling I'd be travelling go to Germany and France and been on the camps and doing the town shows and whatever else and I knew there was independence that was starting to come up at the time just before I came back um, so I was like well like ngw and all that kind of stuff so i was like well i could go back to that or i could stay here i had been here eight months and i had 20 matches and they were like six-man tags battle royals five-minute squash matches i had there were probably like three or four matches that i had that were was like 12 minutes long you know what i mean there's one with moxley one with uh adam bros yep uh and there was a couple of tags that we may have had you know what I mean? But I was kind of just doing nothing. Yeah, I was just there for, I was just on a spot. You know what I mean? And like I was happy to be there, but I wasn't just happy to be there. You know? So I know it sounds quite cliche, but it, when oh, you are yeah, in yeah. that situation, yeah. it's like, well, it's
0: demoralising. Fuck
1: yeah, yeah! You know what I mean? Like fucking just would get me out of here. Or,
0: so like, did you just approach the last for your release?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, um, I'd had, uh, I'd had enough to the extent where like, I was thinking about asking for my release. And um, I wanted to, yeah, I was, I was, it was it was hard because it was like, I'd, I'd mentioned it to a couple of the guys, and I was like, you can't quit. Like, you just get fired, you can't quit. Like, this is, the, you can't quit, you know. You didn't realize how lucky you are here. And I'm like, no, I am lucky to be here, but I also work my fucking ass off to be here. You know, so, like, it's not working out. So, you know, I'm gonna go another way, to try and get where I need to get to, or, you know, because this way isn't going, it's just, it's not, it's not, working. It's not working. So, um, yeah, I just, like, um, I just woke up one morning I was like, I can't do it. I can't physically go in anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Like, the, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where, like, literally every fibre of you is telling you that I, I can't get on this train or I can't, you know,
0: but, I but can't do this. I've been, I've been in that situation when I did my, like, my teaching degree and stuff like I that towards the end because I was hitting it so much. But for every, that last day that you said, I'm done, you probably would have had at least 20, 30 days leading up to that, where every day was that struggle of getting on that train, yeah. going through the door. 100%.
1: And yeah.
0: you didn't want to get out of bed, and you just force yourself, it's going to be better this day, it's going to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: was it's going to be it? better. And like, like there was a couple of times when we'd have like uh, really good matches, like these tag matches. We was, there, was, there was a few times when we had these matches... With uh, Rollins and um, Richie Steamboat, yeah, and like afterwards, like all the coaches would come back. That was fantastic. You, that was you did. You guys really surprised us tonight. You guys are way better as villains than you are as babyfaces. You know, from from you know, going forward, this is what we're going to do with you. And I'm thinking, fuck, this is this is it. This is the moment. This is fucking great. And then I didn't work for eight weeks after that. You know what I mean? I was I was just fucking sat there doing nothing, and and I'm like. What the like I don't, I don't get it. What have I done? I've done some. I, I don't know. I think maybe I didn't. Well, this is another thing as well. I didn't politic, and I think that this, you know, it, it's a big way of getting. Like they used to tell us that every day. And they're like, you know, the, the only, the, you know, business is done at the bar, and the only way you get forward here is by, you know, knocking on Dusty's office, and you know, going to ball for, you know, going to battle for yourself, and you know, giving, yeah. you know, uh, and them up, and all that kind of stuff. But I know that's how the job works. That's how life works. I think, you know. Um, but I'm saying same like, it's not me.
0: You're the sort of guy who would rather go out there and work his ass off and let his work
1: speak for itself, yeah. right? Like I'm, you know, like <coughs> I'm not gonna give you any reason to dislike me or you know, I'm not gonna be a bit prick about it. But like, you know, just I'm gonna try and get along with everybody. I'm gonna come in there. I'm gonna do my job. If that's not enough, then you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm not gonna get my knees for you, you know, and yeah. I'm not gonna beg for it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just know. saw how it was gonna be, yeah. and I just thought, right, either, either I go another way and try to get back, or I'll just go another way and find something else, you know, find another way in life. So, yeah. would you go back? Um,
0: We've because it's a very different place. Yeah,
1: though. it's a big question. It, it, it is, and like I've I've had a few situations where like I could have got the ball ball rolling and going back, but I mean. I don't, I I, I don't, I never say never, but on the same note, I don't want to go back to the situation I was in last time, you know, where I was just clocking in nine to five, you know.
0: Life's very different here as well now, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing as well. It's like, well, you know, I missed living the life of a wrestler before I went over there, you know, and I was just going to France, you know, weekends over there and Germany and then coming back and, Having a day off then doing three days on the yeah. and then, you know, going somewhere else and doing that. I miss that. Now it's even better. Now, you know, you've got walk culture stuff, you got all oh, oh, this other stuff coming up. Yeah. And you're getting the you get you're getting the kind of like you're getting all the eyes on you, you know what I mean? Like people people know who you are now, you know what I mean? And there's, there's stuff on the T V and you know, shit like that, man. So it's like it's pretty good here, you know. Like I'm happy with it. You
0: know? Whereas like you two said like I might I might go back and might not have that glitz and glam. But there's opportunities now to have that glitz and glam. That's why I yeah, feel yeah. the Indies have changed completely.
1: Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it gives you that um it just It gives you the feeling that you kind of you're still you know, you are part of something, you know yeah. what I mean? You're part of something worthwhile, you're not just kinda of like you
0: know Punched in, punching out yeah punching in,
1: punching out, yeah, yeah yeah. yeah.
0: So, so So when did you come back from the States? Two thousand and eleven Think. So when did you make the transition from 2011? How long was it then before you got involved with Progress? So
1: 2011, I think it was 2012, I think Progress well, was. You? So, so I think it was, that might have been longer, it might have been 2013.
0: What was your mindset when you came back? Was you quite bitter?
1: Yeah, when I first came back I was, uh, yeah, I'd never had a chip on my shoulder before about like how good or bad I was, um, but then when I was there okay. and I saw how was this a, this is a standard and this is the people that are getting you know kind of like um, you know push the TV and yeah. push the, these in, into these positions and I'm looking I'm thinking like in ring you know like yeah he's good but there's shit tons of little people that are just as good or if not better on that level you know what I mean well, you're like,
0: looking around the old style locker room and going well yeah. they deserve the shot more than you deserve course, the shot and yeah, he yeah. deserves the money more than you deserve the money and
1: so I'm thinking to myself well because in my mind I'm like well you've really got to be good if you're there right you know what I mean and I started realising it's just matter of circumstance if you're there or not you know some are good some are great you know what I mean don't get me wrong but some are that are there and some are that are there are in positions of the people that are there that are great that are in their positions if that makes any sense you know what I mean so it just it all comes down to like I just saw myself as like I'm not bad as I thought I was because you know I feel like now I've got like a bit more of a point to prove. Yeah. So that's when I came back. I was like, right, I have a, po- I have, I have a point to prove now, you know. But on that, but at that point, there was no eyes on any. There was no. He, he worked the buttons camps. He was working this. There was no eyes on. It. So nobody knew what he was doing. Yeah. Nobody knew what he could see that he was, you know, having these good matches or you know doing this and the other. So like, after a while, I became demoralized, and then uh, after a while, it just became like, I don't know, like is it worth it anymore you know but then I'm looking away I'm like well it's a fact that I'm doing a job that I love to do I'm a pro wrestler and I think the whole making it big um, idea is it's, it's all a fallacy you know what I mean it's not as it's not as It's um, selling the dream the, selling the dream tre- cheap that doesn't yeah. make any sense they're selling the dream cheap Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, you know no. what I mean so it's like it, it is all a fallacy. I think it's just all about finding happiness, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm happy. I'm happy as Larry. But um, when it comes down to my like my normal life and just you know and wrestling, um, it couldn't be any better to be honest with you. So
0: well, I've spoken to other people and they've said that like the Ollie that came back and the Ollie who was around then compared to the Ollie who we see in the locker room now was a very different person. Some people have said you had that chip on your shoulder. You were you. I personally We go on shows now, I, I, and I know you're on the show. I look forward to it. Me and yeah, you have a laugh. We yeah, have a yeah. laugh and a joke. you you, you my day. You do, you do, but you said yourself, you wasn't that person when you came back. No, you were, no. You were quite negative. You were quite mm-hmm. down. Yeah, yeah. So, so when do you, do you reckon that was again? Do you reckon that was coming down to you falling out of love with wrestling a little bit, kind of being definitely, there, yeah?
1: definitely? Because it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like being a devoted Christian your whole life, getting uh, dying, and then realizing there's no heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't exist. Or oh, I so, guess it would
0: be like getting ill and thinking well this all this praying has done me no good um, it's, well yeah
1: yeah exactly so where do you go from there yeah. you know what I mean and you do become kind of jaded and you do become a little bit uh, but I think that's just that's, that's life isn't it? it's just kind of like the it's
0: just kind of life so what was the turning point then what, what made you uh, what um, made you fall back in love with wrestling I guess that, with the gym
1: I like I, I'm in and out with it I'm in and out with it to be honest with you um, I do love it deep down oh, I do yeah, love it I get frustrated at it I get frustrated at things um, sometimes I, I, I try to distance myself from it but it's like it's my life like I wrestle
0: so you're just like a bit like a girlfriend isn't it you kind of you love them deep down but you have that little bit of frustration they'll do yeah. something to annoy you of that. yeah yeah, of yeah,
1: yeah and then it'll set you off back on that negative like where the fuck well, wish I was single yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. Um, but the bottom line is like I don't know what to do with that wrestling it's been my life I've grew up in the ring since being like a like a young man to like a an old beaten down piece of meat like I am now <laughs> yeah. but like literally I feel at home in the ring no matter where it is no matter what time of day it is no matter where it is in the world and I've always had that feeling of whether it being in Bremen, Germany or whether it be in a training school in at 9 o'clock in the morning or whether it be in a warehouse in Florida at friggin 3 o'clock in the afternoon sweating your balls off with no see, taking fucking what the fuck is it Mezzable. called? The, no, the fucking Clash of the Titans or whatever it's called. The will Oh right, they yeah, 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 big whether, sky high. Whether it's that or whether it's you know, whether it's been in front of a bunch of kids saying horrific things, saying, <laughs> yeah, um, in a Butland's camp or whatever. You know, like the Rings. You know, it's all the same, and it's where I feel at all You know, it's just, it's just,
0: it's what I am. I don't want to go back to it. Um, we, when we talk about the negative, um, do you reckon that was one of the reasons that you? Were approached by and I spoke to Mark about this Haskins and I'm going to speak to Nathan about it. that's one of the reasons you were approached by them about doing to do Screw in the wrestling um, because you, your outlook would have been the same as theirs at the time, having seen people that they at the time uh, maybe thought were getting chances that yeah. other people should. Have I got.
1: think I think when it came down to that, it was um, it was um, an old school mentality because I was because I, I was brought in, in an old school way. I was brought in with uh, old school uh, principals and things like that. Yep. So, um, like, oh, you kind of you do it the hard way, you do it the do it the right way. You know what I mean? Yep. That was the way. That was the way I was. I, I was brought in. That was taught. Uh, and there was always that element of frustration of like, you'd hear that, you know, guys going to Japan. You know, it was a sacred ground. You know what I mean? Like, and then you'd hear somebody paid to go over there, and you're like, well, why are we working so hard? grafting doing these camps trying to get the ring time in and trying to get all this kind of stuff trying to get our ring craft down so we're we're at a level where we're like boom we could go to japan and like you know kind of hit the ground running yeah um when you've got guys that have kind of not even paid dues but just kind of booked a flight and gone over to japan and and um get put on shows and then all of a sudden it's kind of like well you've just took an opportunity and so instead of them going oh well We'll bring these guys over. We'll pay them a wage. We'll pay them flights, and we'll get them accommodation, treat them with you know. Why do we need to do that now when these guys are paying themselves up? Like we will just, we'll just, even though they're not the standards, not as high, we're not having to put our hands in our pockets. So and it's kind of like well, so from from coming from our point of view in that stage, it was kind of like you know, how, you know, like y- you work hard, you get noticed, you know, somebody offers you a job in France somebody offers you a job in, in in Germany you go over there you do a good job you come back they want you back you know what I mean and that's how it worked with them and that's how it would go with Japan and you know America was kind of a different thing because it was unless you was in WWE you know what I mean You're, doing the independence was kind of redundant you know?
0: so well how does it work with Dixon because I'm not sure when the Americans come over does he pay for them to come over yeah
1: yeah he'll pay for um, well that's the thing he'll pay for um uh, like Gangrel and guys like that
0: but, I'm about the-
1: but then the smaller ones I think what they would do is um, yeah they would they would come in and I think they would pay their own pay their own flights um, and again you know that was there was an element of frustration there with a, a, you know when they come in because guys like us would be struck off because he had a guy oh, living yeah. in the digs that paid his own way there he'd be living in he'd be living in Birkenhead and doing all the jobs and I'd be sitting at home thinking well this guy flew himself in he's, he's earning money I'm sitting at home it's like well, the fuck so it was, you know it's a business thing it's, it was that business thing of getting shafted and all that kind of stuff but that was just I mean like that, at that point at that time it didn't affect me all that kind of stuff it didn't really affect me um, but they knew in the past I'd, I felt strongly about yeah. that kind of stuff so um, um, and they was going through that at the time but I kind of, that was five
0: years ago for me, you know what yeah, I mean? got you.
1: Um, But they knew that if, you know, I, I, I related with it. You know? And
0: you were completely different to them, of course, look-wise and style-wise, a, yeah, of course yeah, you were. Yeah, was different,
1: different, um, different, like, cog in the works, really, as, as well. So it brought a different style to the team. Yeah. But um, as far as that went, like, at, at the time, like, I had no passion about getting mad about anybody, yeah. or, fucking trying to hurt anybody or, or striking people off you know so i can make you know what i mean Like at that point i was just i got a kid on the way you know what i mean yeah. that's all i'm care yeah. you know that's all i care about care. Of, but
0: and it was working it was a chance as you said to get more eyes on you and yeah that, of course and yeah yeah yeah
1: and, and yeah i enjoyed uh um, i enjoyed working progress at the time as well so yeah it was like i was just happy to be there to be fair
0: yeah <laughs> Uh, you talked about uh, your daughter on the way and um, one of my favourite conversations and I've, I spoke to the girlfriend about this is when we were at Brixton the other week Right. we were talking about the match you had which was fantastic with Joe. and then you turned and said that you love being out there it's fantastic mm. but your daughter has kind of changed that a little bit mm. for you kind of what in your head wrestling was the end or be all yeah. she is now Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The MLB. Yeah.
1: I think as well that also uh, going back to the whole, um, the whole thing about like falling in and out of love with wrestling. I kind of the element of frustration that wrestling will give me, I replace that now with the happiness that she gives me. You know what I mean? Like, so wrestling has gone to like the second, it, the, the, the second spot in my life, whereas she's in my first. You know what I mean? Um, of course obviously my missus as well she's in between that right because um, she's
0: an avid listener of this
1: podcast of course <laughs> of course of course right um, but um yeah I mean like yeah I mean and she's just the best thing that's ever happened to me to be honest with you I mean like I um yeah when, I, when, I, when a little kid at that age has you a little teacup you got to take a sip out of it. it you know what I mean there's no there's no fucking there's no tough guy out of that one but um yeah, man.
0: Yeah. so what do you think uh, what do you think is next for British wrestling um,
1: yeah I think it's just going to go from strength to strength because like I was always told this by Drew he always used to say the business goes in circles you know like it comes up it goes down it comes up it goes down and it, go- and it usually goes in circles through like you know like for five years I'll be on it's ass and then five years I'll be really good and then five years I'll be on it's ass again um, it's like it's been what nearly four years now and it's been pretty shit hot
0: I think it, well, I think maybe British wrestling might be on his arse for about f- ten, fifteen years. Probably really it was a slow climb back up before yeah. we had the boom.
1: I think I think I just when I first came in early two thousands, I think two thousand is like the Stones, Cole, lost and stuff. It kind of it brought things up a little bit then. Okay. Um, but I think it teetered off shortly after me getting in, and then like I'd been in the lull for a long time. Um, but that's that. You know, I mean that's that's the the, the crazy thing now. Like. Um, it's like uh, Tommy and uh, and um, Demo, Demo and um, and Jack the other day. Yeah. Uh, they got the big send off to when they were going to NXT. Yeah. And stuff like that But that's how like everybody knows about where's what, and where's you know, whereas in like I didn't get you know what I mean. Like nobody even knew I was going. Nobody even knew it existed. Alan Ravenel you know I mean? did.
0: Well, Alan Ravenel <laughs> did the <laughs> fucking big <thick> mouth. <laughs> Posting it on the UK FM. Yeah, I need still need to fucking
1: have a word about that fucking Ravenhill
0: I don't even mean... I know, I know I'll, I'll pass on the camera at yeah, I've got
1: a born pick of you Ravenhill <laughs> I'm over it now don't worry um, but um, fuck yeah No, it was. what was I saying again we were just talking about it being a byproduct l- of that of lull and just job. saying
0: about them Um, kind of having that send off and everyone
1: knowing oh yeah yeah but I think now it's got it's it's got a stage where it's like it's like a massive thing now you know what I mean somebody gets signed by NXT or somebody goes to Japan or anything like that it's like a massive thing now but we weren't like when I'm thinking like five ten years ago if anybody went to New Japan or if anybody went to uh, um, even when like Birchow got signed there was no kind of like unless you was one of the boys you didn't know he was going you know what I mean it was like but now it's like you know, like it's, it's just such a grand thing now, you know what I mean? Like everybody's so in touch with everything. But it's the internet, isn't it? It's the age of, of, course, of yeah.
0: everyone supports and follows these wrestlers, mm-hmm. and then when they get signed, they feel like they've won a little bit as well. Yeah, of
1: course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that's it, isn't it? It's like supporting a football club, exactly. and eventually when they, they, they get win to premie, something, they're like, get to oh, support. I've supported them since the beginning. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: But no, I'd love to end these on if you were going, if you were to give your former self some advice, so if you were to go back and give them advice, or if you were to give any wrestler coming into the business now advice what would it be
1: don't do it just don't do it (laughs) um if i was going to give my former self some advice what i probably would have focused on more is going to japan instead of going trying to do the stuff in the states okay um i'd have probably gone to japan and um i think i'd I'd have benefited more that way um but for somebody else coming into the job i'd probably just say um professionalism and don't be a cock because because like nobody like i was saying this to a bunch of trainings the other day like the easier you are to get on with in general the the nicer that you are to somebody or like and don't be overly nice Don't be you know like a complete fucking don't be fake about it you know what i mean but like like for instance if if i see somebody who's a nice kid he's a nice genuine lad and he's got some potential I'm going to refer him to somebody else at some stage. If somebody said, oh, do you know somebody from this area that could do it? You know what, uh, Yeah, this, you know what I mean? This, like, but that's how you get on, and you know what I mean? But, like, if you was, was a complete penis, I'd be like, no, I don't know anybody. You know what I mean? But that's how it works, <laughs> isn't know, it? Course. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like the... Just don't be a cock. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say. No, Don't be a dick. Just don't be a... Yeah, yeah. don't be a dick. Progress the champions. Uh, don't be a dick, yeah, be yeah. Supporting dick. the company. Finish it on don't that. Not. Uh, where can they find you on the interweb? Um,
1: uh, Twitter, at Rampage Brown. Yep. Um, Facebook, at Rampage Brown. I, th- I think No, not at Rampage Brown. It's just Rampage Brown. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Man. Facebook.com, Rampage, 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 Rampage Brown. Rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and don't right. add me on. Don't add my... Pro, my, my my personal uh, personal account because pissing me off. That's fair. No, no, no I'm no, just going to no. get everybody trying to add me on the. Most no, but that's, right?
0: the, that's the thing, isn't it? It's I have a few people say that is people try to add you, and it's not just not that we don't want to add it. It's personal life, professional. Life. Yeah, yeah of, course. of course. And also, I, I was I nearly said this the other day on online is is not that I don't respect the fans. It's that I respect them too much to let the mystery fade. Because they don't need to know I went down to the exactly. supermarket yeah. to buy some sausages, get a amount of sausages.
1: I, exactly. And I think I think that's where a lot of guys do lose their mystique sometimes. They become too accessible. Um, but then on the same note, it's kind of like um, in the past I've had... Um, you know when you, you've you got pictures up there of like um, you and your friends or you and but whatever. you and your daughter. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you have people take them pictures and put them on different websites. Uh, like for instance, uh, this is a, kind of funny, but it's not... But like um, I um, You know the websites Ever since I've grown my hair <laughs> For some reason every, every now and again You're someone, a uh, now, some, That's what they call them uh, isn't it Whatever the fuck it is It's fucking it, it's, They're going crazy for it <laughs> But Somebody will link me to A thingy and They'll be like look, oh, look at this What the fuck is this And it'll be A picture of me Like bent over Or something like that In the ring You know Fucking on one of those
0: Or well, you and of yeah, yeah
1: Well Because well, well, <laughs> well, this is the thing So no maybe A wrestling picture Or something like that And I'd be like Motherfuck, fucking but then there was one when there was pictures there was like a, on one of these websites there was a picture of me and my friend which was obviously taken off my Facebook Yeah. so I've added somebody on there in the past that's obviously taken my personal pictures and put them on these you know yeah. what I mean so it's like especially if pictures of my kid and things like that yeah. like that's a different world you are getting into so yeah I mean just fucking respect respect, respect of, Yeah. privacy man
0: just, just Rampage Brown on the Twitter and Rampage Brown on the Facebook go, page man. Oh, Life, in, Life Invader is a calling <laughs>
1: that's the most like apt name you could pull Life call Facebook okay. Life, Life
0: Invader. Invader but no Ollie has been an absolute pleasure
1: I'm sorry it wasn't as uh, good as you thought it might be no
0: I find mean, really fantastic when uh, when we were interrupted by Dave coming in to get a table, get I, was a like, table. Doing I was like he's doing his Dudley boys like, <laughs> I was like you're ruining shit you're ruining shit but no Ollie as always absolute pleasure mate, mate thank you very pleasure. much totally my pleasure thank you Boom! Rampage Brown, everyone! Absolutely fantastic! You knew I was going to say it. I wasn't even going to hold it back. Absolutely fantastic! You know what I love about Ollie? What I love about Rampage Brown is the guy's been signed by WWE. The guys who didn't get into British Boot Camp, we didn't, but he's done the British Boot Camp thing. He's one of the best heavyweights, not just in Europe, not just in the UK, in the world. But he's so down to earth and he's so absolutely modest. He just loves wrestling. As, you, as he says, doing this, just absolutely loves wrestling. Falls out of love with it, as we all do. It's like, as he says, like a girlfriend. They can annoy the hell out of you. But deep down, you'll love them. And he's just so modest and so down to earth. And he is absolutely fantastic. Got, got Sweet Chin Music by Shawn Michaels. I love how he just glazed over that completely. Oh yeah, I got, I got super kicked by Shawn Michaels at one point. And there's me with my jaw dropped to the floor because I'm the biggest Shawn Michaels fan in the world. And he's like, oh yeah, that happened, and I was also Melina's photographer. And it's like, rewind, rewind, please, Ollie. Let's go, let's go a little bit more into detail with this. But yeah, I'm going to say it one more time. Absolutely fantastic, and I, Rampage is absolutely brilliant. And I was just, I've been wanting to get him on for a while because he doesn't, he's not very vocal on social media, and he doesn't sit down to do a lot of these chats and again i've said before i think this is a conversation that he wouldn't be you wouldn't be to get out if you were just an interviewer if you were just a passerby or somebody who didn't really know ollie so it's easy for me to just put the podcast on and just sit and chat with him that's all these are these are just sit down gathering, you know gathering chats and i just love to do these because hey i get to i get to hang out with my friends i get to uh, give you guys a little bit of an insight a little bit of snippet into uh their world their story and keeps us connected all, all of us connected to you guys which is one of the most important things but yeah Rampage Brown, absolute pleasure. Ollie, Oli, Oli, Ollie. Appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Thanks. It means a lot. Next week's guest is Joe Coffey. I was lucky enough to pop down to ICW in Bristol, did chaos, as I said, stayed over, and then was welcomed in by Mark Dallas to come down and do a few recordings. I said I got a few others while I was there, but this one is Joe Coffey. And as I always say, you know what's coming. It's absolutely fan-bloody-tastic. It really is. Joe has been to Japan. Joe has... Reinvented himself when he came back from Japan. He became this Iron Man, and he also had a big, big injury in ring injury, which he rehabbed came back better than ever because he's the fucking man. He really is. But yeah, got to sit down with Joe, got to chat with him, and got to learn a lot that I didn't already know. Because as I said to you before, you don't always get to know the ins and outs when you're in the back of the dressing room. Either stuff's going on, or you're talking about the show, or you're talking about your match, or it just sometimes it doesn't happen. I've known Joe now for about a year, two years. Maybe longer than that, actually. I think I met him down X, so maybe about three or four years. And just really great to just sit down with Joe and get the insight. But yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely come back for that next week because it is a blighter. Of course, as I said already, if you have enjoyed the show, please, please, please jump over at social media on the Twitter, Flash underscore Morgan, on Facebook, Flash Morgan Wrestling, or Facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Wrestling, or jump over on the email, that's Flash Morgan, Live.co.uk. Eva, let me know what you thought of the show. Love to see those tweets. Love to see those Facebook posts. Love to see those emails. Keep them coming. I love your thoughts. Love your opinions. Ding, ding, ding. Love you in those notifications. It really does help me feel connected to you guys and know you guys are listening. As I said as well, jump over to iTunes. There is a competition at the moment. If you rate subscribe, leave your name while you do that. You'll be automatically entered into a competition where you can win a free Morgan Webster wrestling T. Hell. Might even throw in a signed autograph of, uh, from Portrait of a Wrestler, because I do have a few of those left. So yeah, please jump over to there. Jump over to social media. Let us know, either because you want to let us know that you're enjoying the show, or because maybe you want to be Band of the Week, like this week's band, Heavens Asunder. Bit of a heavier one this week, but that's because we've got Rampage Brown on the show. But yeah, be sure to jump over to social media and let us know what you think, or maybe you just want to be Band of the Week. Big thanks always to our guests, which of course is Rambage Brown. Absolutely fantastic. You know me, I love to say it. Absolutely fantastic episode. Love Ollie. If you haven't seen his work, first off, are you lived under a bloody rock? If not, go check him out. He's on Progress On Demand. He's also wrestling a lot up at Preston and he's also on NGW. So yeah, wherever you see him, definitely go check him out. He's one of the best in the world, not just in Europe, not just in the UK, in the world. And I'll stand by that. Yeah, so big thanks to Ollie. Thanks, mate. Appreciate you being on the show. Also, a big thanks to our sponsors. Of course, this week we've got Parts Unknown, as UK. Jump over to there. I'll check them out on the Twitter. It's partsunknownclothing. And just, yeah, use a promo code FLASH10, get 10% off. Go support Jimmy Havoc. Go support London riots, Go support Ryan Smile. Whoever, wherever. Use that promo code. Support the wrestlers. Support Parts partsunknown, of course. That helps us get support as well because they do sponsor the show. And, of course, jump over to our advert for this week, which is suplexapparel.com. I've already gone into a lot of details about there, but they've got a brand new winter range over there. There's some lovely t-shirts, some lovely camo trousers over there. And to be honest, there's some lovely shirts as well. I'm definitely going to pick up one of them in the next week or two because I love what they're doing over there. Gonna get Joel on the show at some point. But yeah, definitely check that out. Either at partsandknown.co.uk to pick up all the best in your favourites, your favorite wrestlers from the UK who are on there. Or of course go over to uh, suplexapal.com and help support Joel and the team with some of the best, some of the best wrestling kit you can get well I guess that covers everything from this week's show, once again big thanks to Rampage Brown for being on the show but most importantly big thanks to you guys because without you guys listening this wouldn't be possible so yeah, big round reports for yourself if you are driving keep those hands on the steering wheel but yeah, big thanks to you guys because without you I couldn't do this the players up this week with their song Hell Awaits is the band of the week Heaven Asunder they're a five piece metalcore band from Bristol selected because they're right up Rampage's alley They've been hidden away for the last few months recording their new EP, which is due to release in 2017. But they've given me an exclusive track for the podcast so people won't be able to hear it anywhere else but on this show, not for a few months anyway. Be sure to check out Heaven Asunder on facebook.com forward slash Heaven Asunder or on Twitter and Instagram at Heaven Asunder. All's left to say, it is always a pleasure, always a treasure. And this, of course, is Hellawaits by Heaven Asunder. Bye.